All right. We're on chapter 21 in the notebook dealing with religious worship and the part of the confession that deals with the Sabbath day. And I am on page 4589. We touched, uh, I think I, I may have just mentioned this question last, uh, last time, but I wanted to back up and just touch on it again before we pass to the next question. Question 118, dealing with the Sabbath day, and particularly the question, why is the charge of keeping the Sabbath more specially directed to governors of families and other superiors? That word superiors, if you will look in your book, you can turn back to page 454. 454. Remember, superiors, inferiors, equals, has to do with the fifth commandment, the terminology that the confession uses. It's not that one person is better than another, right? It is simply the position. Uh, if you are... Um, you know, the head of the household, the head, the man, the woman. Right? It's not that the man's better. It's just the position God's put him in. The president of the United States is a high position, right? And we, as citizens of this country, do honor and, and uh, to him because he is a superior to us. Uh, God has put him in that position. So I wanted to back up and just take a look at question 129 on page 454 in, in uh, keeping with the question we're looking at on the Sabbath day. The question, what is required of superiors toward their inferiors? And just again, just a reminder, listen as we, or look as, as we read along. It is required of superiors according to that power they receive from God and that relation wherein they stand, that is what the particular relation is, to love, pray for, and bless their inferiors, to instruct, counsel, and admonish them, countenancing, commending, and rewarding such as do well, and discountenancing, reproving, and chastising such as do ill, protecting, and providing for them all things necessary for soul and body. You see the Sabbath day working into some of these things here? All things necessary for soul and body. Sabbath day being for both. And by grave, wise, holy, and exemplary carriage. To procure glory to God. Honor to themselves. And so to preserve that authority. Which God hath put upon them. Right? And with that in mind. Go back over to page 589, and the answer to the question we just looked at is actually on top of page 590. And the answer is, the charge of keeping the Sabbath is more specially directed to governors of families and other superiors because they are bound not only to keep it themselves, but to see that it be observed by all those that are under their charge. And because they are prone oft times to hinder them by employments of their own. So the commandment, uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And the, the identifying of all the people uh, that, that are under you. There are 
your, 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 everybody in your household, even your animals, right? Uh, so we've got that commandment, and then we're tying it in, well, to those that are in authority. So obviously, head of the household, it's your job. Heads of the household, because uh, the wife also, at, in relation to the children, uh, keeping the Sabbath day, helping children learn what it is to keep the Sabbath day, and then helping them keep it. Uh, employers with employees, okay? Um, church leaders with those in the church, any of those, and you can think of others, but part of the obligation to see or to remind or to help them um, understand, at least be aware of. You know, I've, I've mentioned before, it's not my job to be your conscience. It is my job to make sure you understand that God has a very serious view of the Sabbath day and how we keep it or how we don't keep it. And he doesn't just skip over it. So it is important. It's imperative that we understand what God's word says about the Sabbath day. We know it. And then by the help of the Holy Spirit, we endeavor to keep it. And we'll talk a little bit more about what we might do to help that happen. Because, again, it's so easy in this day and age. The Sabbath day the, the, the keeping of the Sabbath is by and large lost, certainly on the world, but it's lost on most of the church. We talk about things, we, we consider things in just general conversation that most likely we have no business talking about, even thinking about. If we look at what this commandment is all about um, and, and that intermission we talk about the Lord's Day the sign that, that 52 signs every year of what I've done for you who I am God I'm your creator and I'm your redeemer 52 times out of the year I want you to stop I want you to put everything away and think about that meditate on it rejoice in it I want you to use this day to, res to refresh, to restore your soul and your body. Just forget about the world. I've got that under control. And it's a good thing to remind ourselves of that every Lord's Day. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about what's happening at my workplace. Because God's got that under control too. Now, that doesn't excuse my not doing due preparation. But we've talked about that, preparing our hearts and setting our earthly, our temporal things in order so that when we get to the Lord's Day, we can use it as we need to. Leaders to influence and in some respects to control. Uh, to control in controlling what they do, and for sure, not to set the wrong example. But we're going to be closed on the Lord's Day. We're not going to work. I do not want anybody in here working. And you come in on Monday, 
and here's stuff that's been done, and people say, well, how did this get done? Well, I came in yesterday to take care of some of this because I knew we were just going to be overwhelmed if I didn't. Not, not the right example, is it? Anymore than, well, I've got to go to church today, so you come in and do the work. No, that certainly, we'd say, that's, that's not good, that's not right. Well, why is it any more right for us, the leader, the head, the governor, the whatever, to be there doing it? It's not. It's not. So, again, using the positions that God's put us in, and it may be equals with equals. Uh, if you look at question 181 on page 459, just quickly, um, the equals with equals, and not as, you're not in as much of a position to direct, but certainly question 131, what are the duties of equals? The duties of equals are to regard the dignity and worth of each other in giving honor to go one before another and to rejoice in each other's gifts and advancement as their own. But the dignity and worth, the worth of another has to do with the worth of their physical being, but the worth of their soul as well. And so helping one another keep the Sabbath day. Right. Question 119. And if, if anybody has comments or questions or whatever, just holler at me and, and I'll try to uh, make sure that I stop and give you the opportunity. Question 119, what are the sins forbidden in the fourth commandment? Uh, page, bottom of page 590, the sins forbidden in the fourth commandment are all omissions of the duties required. So you've got to go back and you can look at the confession and then you can go from there. Jordan. On what? I had a follow-up question. Okay. Um, I had a question. And first was, and you said something that made it sound like maybe you'd be coming back to dealing with this, so you didn't answer this question. Um, what kind of frameworks for thinking that would help us to think about what appropriate Sabbath-keeping for young children actually looks like? Mm-hmm.
Are you are you exhausted when you come home after you work during the week on a day? I, I don't know that the Lord's Day being a day of rest doesn't mean that you may not be exhausted at the end of it. Okay? It's a day of rest from the cares of the world primarily. It's a day of rest. But, good questions. So, um, and, and, you know, different people, and again, uh, maybe different thoughts and all. A lot of this has to do with working it out in your family. The two of you sitting down and saying, okay, you know what? How about on Sunday, instead of having this feast of a meal, why don't we have soup and sandwich? Okay? If that's what needs to happen, you can do it. There's nothing so special about having the full gourmet dinner. I mean, it's wonderful. But if it destroys the Sabbath for somebody, is it worth it? So I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong, but how do you prepare for it? Uh, what do you do? Um, yeah, and, and you know, it, it, a lot of this has to do, too, with, as it were, okay, my wife has got a, and what does she do on the Lord's Day? She gets up and she gets breakfast ready and she's getting dinner, stuff for dinner ready and she's getting the kids together and boom, boom, boom. What can I do to take some of that off of her? She probably doesn't want me to cook. <laughs> Although some men, she may be glad for you to cook. But what, what can I do? So it's your day to get the kids up and get them ready and watch them and take care of them and, as it were, entertain them while she's doing these other things. And then again, well, do we simplify breakfast? Are there things we can do there that makes breakfast much easier? But those are things, yeah, you talk about and you, you consider um, what, what's going to be the best for you all, for the family. And then it's a teaching. It's a teaching to little children are smart. Little children have an intelligence I can't begin to understand how much intelligence because you stop and you consider everything they're learning and putting into place and putting into play with a degree of understanding of what they're doing. It's quite amazing. So never estimate or never, never, um, never approach young children as needing, as it were, any, to be excused from keeping the Lord's Day? Do they fully understand it? No, not necessarily. But what they're doing is they are learning. And what you teach them by what you show them or teach them or don't show them or teach them when they're one... By the time they're six or seven, you're going to have a hard time teaching it. Because you've already taught them. Um, so it's, it's one reason we try to move children out of the nursery here fairly early on. Um, 
But I, I think there were some questions. Paula? Is Paula right? Yes. yes. I'm getting to that one, so I'll, I'll come to that one here in a minute. Okay, I'll come to that one. Anything else on the, the child part? All right. So, so let me let me move on to the to the other question, the church the church activities. Now, again, I would suggest to you that some of the tiredness is very much connected to the, the, the Sabbath day, the Sunday activities, but coupled with the temporal. Getting ready, meals, whatnot. If you have a salad for lunch, and then you do a little resting, 30 minutes, you know, get you a little power nap if you need to. I need to. Um, but do a little resting, a little reading. It's amazing to me what 15, 20, or 30 minutes in the afternoon does for me for the night and the next day. I mean, it, it, it has an impact. So, do you, do you wear yourself out? Being engaged in everything at a church, small church, is hard. Because everybody's involved in everything, or a few are involved in a lot of, of the things. And it gets to be a little hard. And, okay, so on Monday, if I'm worn out, in one sense, does it matter? I mean, in, in the sense that, well, can I then catch up on Monday, rest a little bit? Am I okay there? So again, it's, it's looking at it and saying, all right, why? Why am I worn out? Well, because I was up to 11.30 on Saturday night uh, watching a ball game or doing this or doing that. So I came into Sunday already a little deprived, just like I do a lot of times during the week. But during the week, yeah, okay, I, I bear with it and boom. But Sunday, Sunday requires a, a lot of mental. Mental can wear you out. Some of your fatigue is going to be mental from, from just thinking. We're here to think, to engage our minds concerning the things of God. And, and that, that takes energy. No question. So, Paul? Can I suggest a couple things? I think one of the things the church has to also look at is sometimes they fill the week with activities. And so you yeah. feel obligated to, to go to every activity during the week, and then they've set themselves up. Also, yeah. and I, I think that the answer to that is that you don't have to go to every activity. You just pick what works for you. And the other thing that I do. Well, let, let me hang on that. So, so if I'm understanding correctly, or, or at least my, my take, is, well, if we, if we wear people out during the week, 
in part, they come to the Lord's Day already a bit, as it were, worn down with the things of God. You know, I mean, if, if I can put it that way, that sounds terrible. But if, if we've got too many activities, and, and, I, and I can say it, it's something that we as elders try to look at. You know, because, yeah, you, you can wear people out. So, uh, but, okay, Paul. The, Sundays are very busy for me as well because of the, you know, the music stuff. But uh, so I actually set aside time on Saturday actually to, to get extra rest because I know I've not got it um, to get it on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Good. You know, so coming into the Lord's Day a bit more refreshed, which was yeah. kind of that staying up too late or whatever. Well, yeah. That yeah. Always work, but no. Mm -hmm. We don't, I don't, I think we can make choices about it, not even, and, yeah. and, and, and you've got to be careful with it because if when you hit Monday, the family is so worn out that now the family relationship starts getting impacted the wrong way, the Lord's Day ought to impact it in a wonderful way. But if it gets too too taxing, but again, if we leave everything to the Lord's day to be done, Paul's point, I got a lot to do on the Lord's day. What can I do on Saturday or Friday or Thursday or whatever to help relieve or make the Lord's day a little bit easier? Uh, because that's, that again, preparing of heart and ordering our affairs in preparation for the Lord's day. And, and we can see, I mean, it's, it's too, the devil's going to make it very easy to keep you as busy as he can six days, all the way up till midnight <laughs> on Saturday, all right? You'll find, you can find things that you need to do. Oh, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And before you know it, it's, it's very late. Now, you're feeling fairly well. You're going great guns, and, you know, the, 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 the adrenaline's kicked in, and you're doing what you need to do. And Sunday morning, oh, oh, I'd just like to stay in bed today for another hour. I could miss Sunday school because I'm just too tired. If I get up now, I won't get anything out of the, the morning service. You, you, know, you ever think that way? Maybe I'm the only one. No. Huh? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also might suggest that we have seasons in life. All of us in here are in different places. Like my children are growing. And when you have younger children, you have to assess. And I do say differently, but I always hear Jesus' voice in my
Yeah. It, it's, it's ordering. And again, you, you've got to get before the Lord. And you've got to understand, all right, what is it that God expects me to do? Why did he give me this one day? Why did he take this one day? Why did he claim it as his own? And what is it I'm supposed to do with it? Because it's his day. So I've got to use it however he says I can use it. It's not my day. I had six of them. Six to one. We get into the equity of of the Lord's day. The Lord gives us six days. He says, this one's mine. So now we are accountable to him for how we use it and how we prepare to use it. Okay? Good. Good questions. Good thoughts. And, and there's a, again, there's a combination. We're here to please God, but you may be influencing somebody. You're not at church, but you've invited somebody, and they show up, and you're not there. Hmm. Maybe it's not so important. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that play in here. We, we, are, we are determining how we use the Sabbath, but no man is an island to himself. And how we use the Sabbath may or may not impact someone else. And you may never know. You may never know. So, again, you've got to be very careful. It's just like parents with children. The impact you have on children, on your children, with what they see, You may never say a word, or you may say a lot of words, but I will guarantee you what they see will influence them as much as what they hear, sometimes maybe more. So you've got to be careful, because you could say, I can justify this, but it sends their own message to my child. So what do I do? Mark, do you have a... Yes, sir. So for pastors, the Lord's Day is the busiest day of the week for them. How can a pastor or someone who is actively involved and engaged in service and ministry on a Sunday, how can they best not profane or break the the fourth commandment? Well, they're not breaking it. You had the priest in the Old Testament that were, I mean, you're talking about busy. Okay? Standing there slaughtering animals and sacrificing and whatnot. You talk about being exhausted. But they had, as it were, and I never realized, thought about this until we were um, with uh, Zach- uh, Zacharias, uh, with John. His turn, his turn to be in the temple. So they were, they were on and then they were off. You know, I'm on four days and I'm off three type thing. All right? 
So they had these times. But I would just say that the minister just got to find time during the week. All right? And, and I think the Lord would, okay, six days shalt thou labor. Well, he's labored on the Lord's day as an act of mercy and necessity. All right? So I don't see that as a violation at all, obviously. But what the minister's problem is, the other six days are going to be just as demanding quite frequently. Um, so you've got to, in, in part, it's kind of up to, to the elders and, and the deacons as well to try to help there and even the congregation. All right, let me give him Monday. He's worked. So let me try to stay away. Let me just pray extra for him on Monday. Because God can refresh him. Can make up. You know, if he can restore the years the locust has eaten, he can restore a little bit of work and, and the, the stress and strain that comes from it. All right? All right, good. Anything else? All right. The sin is forbidden. I may have read this. It's a good question, but let me just uh, question 119. The sins forbidden in the fourth commandment are all omissions of the duties required, all careless, negligent, and unprofitable performing of them and being weary of them, all profaning the day by idleness, doing that which is in itself sinful. That one's obvious to us, I think. Idleness. By all needless works, words, and thoughts about our worldly employments and recreations. That's maybe one of the most difficult. We talk about what happened at the job or what happened at the game or what happened or what's going to be the big game coming up or this. Are you going to be doing this? Are you going to? Yeah. Why? Because we want to engage. We want to be friendly. We want to. Okay. Let me, because um, I'm going to run out of time here. I'm, I need to stop a little early anyway. So let me just leave this with you, and we'll pick up with this question next week. But let me leave this with you. How about helping me, you helping one another? What are, what are conversation starters for the Lord's Day? Now, good, good. I mean, you can use them any day. But how do we help one another? What can we do? Mark? What did you like from the sermon today? Huh? Yeah. And, and, you know, how? share with me something. If, if the Lord blessed you this past week, share that with me. Is, are you facing something that maybe I could pray for you? You know? Where, where are you reading in your, in your reading during the week? Because now, not only, not only are you engaging in things spiritual, you're also engaging in helping one another to make sure. I've got to stay in the Word because somebody's going to ask me. That's not the reason I want you in the Word. But if it's what the Lord uses to help you and, and how we help one another, isn't it a good thing? And so on the Lord's Day, huh, where you, what, something, a verse or some thought that's really blessed your heart, something about the Lord, 
answer to prayer? You know an answer, a specific answer to prayer this week? So we, we might just compile. In fact, if you would just, if you've got thoughts about conversation starters, and you've got to be sensitive. If you've got somebody in a group, you, 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 don't, want to, you don't want to make it awkward because now they, the devil's going to jump all over that too. All right? So you've got to be careful. You've got to use discernment. But if you have some thoughts, you can email them to me. Maybe we'll compile a few of them and say, okay, here, here are conversation starters for the Lord's Day. So. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's something we consider as elders. Well, fine. Here's what we want you reading. You can read anything else you want, any other. But here's, for this week, here's a passage. Here's a passage to read. Okay. What are you doing? And maybe during the week, you just, hey, you know, are you reading this? Is, is, it, is it blessing you? All right. Well, let me close in prayer here so that uh, I can. Keep my word. And uh, Now, please remember, though, we're getting out a little early. Some of the other classes will still be meeting, so be sensitive to that in the hall, please. Um, downstairs, the little kids may be practicing for the lessons and carols. So if you're down there, just keep conversation very low. All right? Good. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, again... We thank you and bless you for the word you've given to us. Lord, you've not left us ignorant of what duties you require of us and how in following and doing the things you've instructed us, we can glorify thee and we can especially enjoy thee. So we pray that we might enjoy thee this day in the keeping of this day. Help us, Lord, to understand how to do it best how to do it for the good of our own soul, our body, for that of those that we have influence with, authority over. Lord, help us to honor thee and to glorify thee in all we say and do. Help us today to worship thee aright. Bless our time of fellowship in the minutes to, to follow the class here, and then as we come together again to worship thee. Still our hearts before thee. Prepare us. Again, we pray that you would, by your spirit, enable us to worship thee in spirit and in truth. So we look to thee to do us good. And thank you that it's that intent we know. It's your intent to do us good, for that's what this day is all about. So we thank you for it, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.